Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're back with more of the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Union Bar and Grill, 17821 80th Avenue in Tinley Park with Gabe Ramirez and Anthony Heron. Presented by Miller Lite, it's Miller Time on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans and always live on the free Odyssey app. And we're about to start talking some Chicago Bulls basketball with our guy Ricky O'Donnell in just a second, but... Great I had, idea. I had the opportunity to do a, a bull special yesterday. Oh, I didn't know that. On uh, on the Odyssey app for Odyssey Sports. All right. You know, it's one thing to have commercial breaks in between, you know, your stuff, but when you do the the, the Odyssey Sports special, it's an hour straight, no commercials, <laughs> all by yourself. All right. I don't get to bounce ideas off of you right there. That looks kind of nasty, sir. You it really does, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> End up on his Instagram like that. <laughs> Might want to watch yourself with that. No, but, um, but, yeah, so, but, but it was really cool because I got to take, uh, uh, take a trip down memory lane. Just how I started off as a Bulls fan. You know, my dad used to watch every single Bulls game. I, would, I just remember being a kid, sitting on the couch, watching it with him. My dad's a really good basketball player. I was saying he, uh, you know, a lefty like Tony Kukoc. Hmm play the power forward whenever we were playing basketball, except okay. he's Cuban, so he's 5'8". Didn't, really, <laughs> didn't, really do like, didn't quite have the length of Kuko. Not quite, but yeah. had the desire. Okay, and there we, we go. I yeah. could shoot lights out. That was the <laughs> But I just went back through the championship years, and then we started talking about, you know, or I, we, who's we? I was talking to myself. Uh, I was talking, you know, about, you know, where the Bulls are at right now, the direction they're headed in, and then got into the conversation with myself about... Whether or not, whether or not the Bulls should blow this team. Were their voices responding during this conversation? Game? Fortunately, I had audio that I was playing. Okay. That was great. Um, but but I, I I wholeheartedly disagree with the concept and the notion that the Bulls should blow up this team. Okay. I had the chance to talk to Casey Johnson earlier in the week. Yeah. Uh, as I filled in for Mully on the Mully and Hall show, uh-huh. and he said the exact same thing. So I'm interested to hear what Ricky O'Donnell has to say, and he's joining us right now. On the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is the writer, editor, associate director of programming for SB Nation. Of course, I'm talking about my guy, Ricky O'Donnell. Rick, what up, man? How you guys doing? Doing good. So let's start there. Let's start with the, with the, the concept that, you know, not only was it Charles Barkley, um, but also guys like Bill Simmons, Zach Lowe. Just talking about that the Bulls aren't close and that they have to blow this thing up. And I'm thinking to myself, Ricky, if that were the case, then 
90% of the teams in the NBA would be, be told to blow up their team because they're not necessarily at the upper echelon of the NBA. Yeah, I think that the important thing to remember here is that the Bulls just built this team. This happened in the offseason of 2021. They really never had the entire squad healthy because Patrick Williams got hurt in the fifth game of the season. Last year, Lonzo Ball, of course, went down on January 14th. And since then, they haven't been the same. Uh, in terms of, you know, should the Bulls trade everyone and tank to the bottom of the standings, I think the big thing to remember is that, you know, they owe a top four protected draft pick to the Orlando Magic this year. Even if they finished with the worst record in the NBA, if they were the worst team, which that would be a stretch to even get down that far, they would have a 48% chance of losing the pick because the, the worst team has a 48% chance of picking number five. Then the pick would go to the Magic. So for the Bulls, given the fact that they've already traded away their pick this year, I think that tanking and trading away DeMar, trading away Vooch, uh, it would just be an incredibly bold move that might not have this team in a competitive spot until the 2030s. Uh, I understand the frustration with the Bulls this year. Yes, it's true that they probably have no path to a championship uh, with this iteration of the roster, but tanking would be incredibly bold when you've already traded your first round pick. You also owe a top eight protected pick in 2025 to the San Antonio Spurs. So I don't see uh, how the Bulls could build a competitive team anytime soon if they do decide to trade their veteran stars this year. And, and Ricky, I agree with you on the strategic end of that. And, and even for folks who maybe feel like that's the direction it, it may go or, or strategically if the Bulls think they should go that route, how plausible is it to, to trade what's right now the Bulls' big three? I mean, are, are people going to be clamoring to get an aging DeMar DeRozan? Are people going to be clamoring for the, the contract of Zach Levine? Are people going to be clamoring for this version of Nikola Vucevic? Like, how do you even get rid of those guys and get something representative in return? Yeah, if you were going to make a trade, I think with DeMar, it makes the most sense because you'd be selling high on him. Like, this is the peak of DeMar DeRozan's value. The Bulls have him for one more season after this year. Uh, you know, potentially the Lakers could offer their first round picks in 2027 and 2029. Well, I mean, 2029, that's so far away. Like the Bulls would currently be looking at sixth graders, basically, if they were doing that trade. So I do think that there would be teams interested in DeRozan if the Bulls wanted to trade him. Now, would it be beneficial for the Bulls? I'm pretty skeptical of that. And I'll say right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say there's a 0% chance Bulls blow it up in tank because the Reinsdorf family doesn't want to do that. And let's be honest, when the Bulls built this team, signing DeMar DeRozan, getting Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, trading for Vooch, I really don't think they were trying to win the championship when they did that. I mean, uh, most people agreed that there was going to be a hard ceiling on the team when they made those moves. Now, the Bulls did blow past expectations initially at the start of last season. They were in first place in the Eastern Conference at the All-Star break, which was 70% of the way through the season. And, of course, they haven't been the same since Lonzo went down. But I think what ownership wants out of the Bulls with Jerry Reinsdorf is a team that can make the playoffs while staying out of the luxury tax. And that's what the Bulls could still have a chance to do this year. For as frustrating as this year has been, I think the Bulls could potentially still get, you know, the number seven, number eight seed in the Eastern Conference, get the Reinsdorfs a couple more games of playoff revenue, Obviously, they chose to stay out of the luxury tax this offseason, despite having the full mid-level exception available to them in the offseason. Uh, so I do not expect the Bulls 
to blow this thing up and tank. I mean, Bill Simmons and Charles Barkley might want them to do it, but there is no way Jerry Reinsdorf and Michael Reinsdorf are going to greenlight that. So uh, even for the Bulls fans rooting for it, I think it is very, very, very unlikely to happen. It's foolish to root for a rebuild. Ricky, I feel like I'm just getting happy watching some playoff basketball. It's been so long since you're watching meaningful games, and despite the fact that they you know, had a gentleman's sweep to the Milwaukee Bucks, it just felt good to watch the Bulls play those games and, and as they'll continue to do. Uh, we're talking to Ricky O'Donnell here on 670 The Score, Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron broadcasting live from Union Bar in Tinley Park for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show. Ricky, you look at the Bulls and you try to look at some of their statistics, and they, I was trying to find you know, where they were at the top of the list then, you know? But it seems as though when you looked at every category, they were just kind of middle of the road in everything. So, so I, I want to ask you, what do you think the Bulls do well? What do they do well? Well, they take a lot of mid-range shots, and they make them at a pretty efficient clip. Now, of course, those are the shots opposing defenses want to give up. But here's what I'll say about the Bulls. I think they're pretty resilient. There's been... Very few games this year where the Bulls have gotten blown out. There's been several games where they have been down big early in the game and battled back. So when you talk about like what this Bulls team does well, I'm going to say like they compete pretty well consistently uh, in almost every game. Now, obviously, like this West Coast road trip that they just came out of, the schedule was really hard at that point. To this point in the season, through the first 33% of the NBA year, the Bulls have played like the hardest or the second hardest schedule in the NBA, depending on which metrics you're looking at. Obviously, when you're evaluating a team through 30% of the season, you have to take that into consideration. The schedule gets much easier in December. Uh, it gets much easier in January. So I guess for the Bulls, this month is going to be a real stress test for you know, if there is any viability for this team making the playoffs this year, even if it's as the seven or the eight seed, or if they're most likely going to be a team that's going to be in the lottery again, and then you're crossing your fingers, hoping to get lucky in the lottery to keep that pick, which is top four protected. And remember a few years ago, the NBA did change the odds. They flattened them out so that the worst teams no longer have such a big advantage. It's totally possible. The Bulls could jump up uh, the standings, even if they were to miss the playoffs, but uh, to your point, what what do the Bulls do well? I would say that you know they they compete pretty hard every night. Which uh, on a team missing Lonzo Ball, I think that's something that the city can be proud of. Still watching their games every night. With Zach Levine, you know, because the season began with him on a load management schedule and he misses the opener, and there's all the the mystery around how bad the knee is, where he's had the off season to get surgery and recover, and so now it's just kind of been this this. this harsh glare of expectation on him, on his health, his performance, his knee. I'm just wondering, when you look and evaluate what not only the Bulls have done, but specific to Levine, should there be continued concern? Or are we just seeing a progression in Zach Levine that just looks like a talented player coming off of knee surgery who, whose game is enhancing almost on a weekly basis? For sure. I think Zach Levine earned this max contract by doing two things, being an elite three-point shooter, and being elite at getting to and finishing at the rim. And coming off the knee surgery, those two parts of his game have both been a little bit compromised thus far. His shooting, typically around 40% from three-point range on high volume, is now around, I think, 35 36%. You hope that his shooting ticks up as the season goes on. And then the rim finishing is what's really concerning, because up until a game recently against the Sacramento Kings, 
where he scored 41 points. I believe he went 10 for 10 within the restricted area, which is three feet from the hoop in that game. He was shooting 59% at the rim, which is 10 percentage points lower than what he shot last year when he shot 69% at the rim. That's an elite number. And the thing about Levine is that he's never really been a complete player, right? Like he doesn't have amazing vision as a passer. Uh, He's not a great defensive player. He can be a little shaky with the ball in his hands in crunch time in terms of his decision-making, but he still earned that max contract because he scores really, really efficiently from the two best spots on the floor, from the three-point line and at the rim. And I just think Levine needs to get back to being the best version of himself. After the Bulls signed into that contract, some fans are looking at him wondering why he's having some turnovers or making defensive miscues. Well, he's always done those things. And I think at 27, uh, maybe you don't expect him to fix some of those shortcomings in his game, but he should be in his prime physically. And he's always been so good in part because he's such an incredible athlete, such an incredible shooter. So I think Levine needs to get back to attacking the rim consistently and then exploding at the rim so he's able to finish. Uh, Just anecdotally, I've noticed that when he jumps off two feet, his finishing is pretty good and he looks pretty explosive. But when he jumps off one foot, uh, he looks a little compromised and he doesn't have like the same lift, same explosiveness he's had in the past. And that is an issue because it's easier and quicker to score when you're jumping off one foot rather than taking time to load up off two Levine was probably the best one-footed leaper in the entire league, uh, you know, when he was in his athletic prime a couple of years ago. So, you know, still only 27 years old. Uh, I think Levine's got a lot of time to, to get healthy, get right for this Bulls team. You just wonder, like, if he's going to continue to play instead of rest. Like, is the knee going to get stronger? Sort of what does that recovery look like? And realistically, when will the Bulls see Zach Levine at 100%? Because right now he's not at 100% physically. And I think that's the reason that his numbers have dropped off a little bit. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Billy Donovan might be keeping him out of games in the fourth quarter if he's not shooting well either, so that'd be tough. I've seen that, yeah. Uh, We're talking to Ricky O'Donnell here on 670, the score. Um, You know, I'm looking at the Bulls' three-point shooting, and and they're third to last in the league in in three-pointers made per game. Only third to last. Okay. (laughs) But. All right. But. They're middle of the pack when it comes to three-point percentage. Oh, okay. So, so Ricky, up. <laughs> so, Ricky, I, I would ask you, you know, because the Bulls are putting up three-pointers, just not making them at a, at a, at a high enough rate. Do you want to see them, you know, how, how can the Bulls get more three-pointers up? Do you think it's a is – it, is, it, is it getting Zach to actually do what Billy's telling him to do, which is – shoot the ball, you know, as soon as he gets it? Is it more driving dishes like they were doing last year? I feel like when the Bulls were hitting threes at an exceptionally high rate, it was because there was a lot of penetration by Ayo and Zach getting to the rim and then leaving guys on the outside open like Javante Green and, and at the time Troy Brown Jr. Uh, what, what do you think the Bulls can do to, to get themselves at a higher uh, point in terms of three-point shooting? The Bulls are dead last in the NBA in three-point attempts. This is not surprising because last season they were number 29 out of 30 in three-point attempts per game. Uh, It's the biggest flaw on this roster, and honestly, it's totally inexcusable team building by Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley to have no shooting on this team, to know that your best shooter or second-best shooter in Lonzo Ball was you know, having a serious long-term injury heading into the year and doing nothing to address the lack of shooting on this team. The Bulls drafted a player in Daylon Terry who doesn't really have a reliable jump shot whatsoever. They signed Andre Drummond, who's not a stretch big, 
They signed Goran Dragic, who adds a little bit of shooting, but there's nothing on the wings here, and it's it's just a huge problem because uh, you know you look at the Bulls' big three of DeRozan, Levine, and Vucevic. When those three guys share the floor, the Bulls are getting outscored by 6.5 points per 100 possessions. Their offense ranks number 25 in the league. So when your top three players, who are all offense-first players, are getting beat by the other team consistently, I think you have to ask some major questions. And while those guys do need to, you know, take some responsibility for their own struggles, to me a huge issue is that opposing defenses do not respect anyone else on the floor. You have Patrick Williams, you have Io DeSumo. I like both those guys in a vacuum, but neither of them are consistently good three-point shooters. Both of them will often do what's called record scratching, where they get a wide-open look from three-point range, decide to pass or dribble out of it often into a tougher shot. So it's like the Bulls are playing offense in a phone booth, phone booth right now with no three-point shooting. Uh, it's a massive flaw in the roster, and I really just cannot believe the front office did not do anything to address it heading into this season. It's like the Bulls are playing basketball like it's 2002, and uh, these other teams are shooting 20 more three-pointers than them in a game. Even if the Bulls hit a decent clip, they are working – at the disadvantage math-wise in every single game. Uh, Part of it's because DeRozan takes a lot of mid-range shots. He's your best player. He's obviously very good at those shots, but it should be everyone else's job to bomb three-pointers, and their inability to do that is just a huge flaw with this current roster. It does feel like up to this point, we're we're kind of, I, I guess, giving a little bit of a pass to Arturis Karnishevis, and I'm glad you're, you're raising those concerns about the roster construct. It, it feels like you know, there's only so much we can kind of blame DeMar DeRozan for because he's never been a three-point shooter. So did they go out and get any? They didn't, regardless, you know, despite everyone over the offseason saying it was obviously a big flaw in the roster. But you mentioned health and that they're trying to wait and see if continuity with health can kind of max out this roster. So if, you know, in this, let's live in a fantasy world where Lonzo Ball, where a healthy Lonzo Ball returns a few weeks from now, if you get that at full health, what is the, the ceiling of that squad as they want to see it if it's full tilt? For sure. I wrote a feature on Lonzo Ball this week. You can find it at SBNation.com. Uh, it was about just how important Lonzo Ball is to this Bulls team. Now, remember, they got tagged with tampering to sign him. The Bulls knew even before he was on the team that Lonzo Ball was the key to this whole operation. You usually don't think that about someone who's probably the fourth best player on the team, but Lonzo Ball might be the best role player in the NBA because his intersection of shooting and defense is higher than basically any other non-all-star in the league. Without him, this roster just doesn't make a lot of sense. It's missing a second versatile defender next to Alex Caruso. When the Bulls had those two guys, they had the transition game going, could quickly turn defense into offense. Uh, Both of those guys could guard a wide variety of positions, even though they're they're known as guards. We would see them, you know, defend Julius Randle, John Collins, some guys who are, you know, nominal fours and fives. And then offensively, Lonzo, you got to credit him. He turned himself into an amazing high-volume shooter. Last year, took almost eight attempts per game from three, hit him at 42%. Nobody in the NBA who shot as many threes, Lonzo Ball made them as efficiently as he did. Uh, he's a great player. And he's not someone who's an all-star because he has some holes in his skill set. Uh, he's not great at like breaking down the defense off the dribble. He's kind of just like a very odd player. There's not really a lot of precedent for a guard with Lonzo Ball's skill set. 
but he was so good and so effective on both ends of the floor in the very specific ways that hurts this Bulls roster currently. So uh, I think that it is very bad news for the Bulls that 11 months after Lonzo Ball's injury, which happened on January 1st or January 14th of this year, Lonzo still cannot walk up a flight of stairs without feeling pain. And I don't know, you know, what the complications from this bone bruise are, but you think he tears his meniscus, they give him a six to eight week timeline. Uh, You're thinking, okay, he'll be back for the playoffs. This will be okay. Instead, it's like he has an injury that's worse than a torn Achilles, worse than a torn ACL, with no real clear path towards getting back on the floor. Uh, I'm optimistic that Lonzo hopefully can resume his career and get back out on the floor, but, you know, we all watch Brandon Roy. We all watch Greg Oden. Those guys were great players, too, whose bodies just broke down on them at a young age. Lonzo's still 25. I really hope he can get back on the floor because, it's just a huge loss for the game as he can't. He was such a, you know, a unique and awesome and thrilling player, uh, even, you know, apart from his affiliation with the Bulls over the last two seasons. And the Bulls specifically really need him. They knew when they built this roster, they needed Lonzo Ball. They needed his shooting. They needed his defense. And they pretty much collapsed without him. So that's just, that's just bad luck for the Bulls. And, you know, you hope, you cross your fingers, the Bulls can get the seven or eight seed this year, put up a competitive first-round series, and then you get Lonzo Ball back next year, but uh, it's a very scary situation for the team to be in with him. Ricky, your heart sounds as broken as mine is, man. I appreciate you for hanging out with us on a Friday night. Hopefully you enjoy your weekend, all right? Thanks, guys. Ricky O'Donnell from SB Nation hanging out with us here on 670 The Score. He's bringing up, he brings up great points, man. The fact that Lonzo Ball is only 25 years old. It is unreal to think that a guy like that who was supposed to be out for just a few weeks has now been on almost a year. And then, you know, one thing he didn't touch on, he talked about three-point shooting in the defense, but he's also the gel guy on this team. Yeah. And he makes everyone around him better. He makes DeMar better, Zach, Vooch. And the way he operates that offense, I mean, it, it, was, it was unlike anything we'd ever seen. So I've talked to you uh, about some of my, my knee injuries and surgeries a little bit before, man, too. I actually had a very similar circumstance where initially one of my knee injuries was initially just diagnosed as a bone bruise, and I tried to play through it for a little while. The next thing I knew, I was having reconstructive knee surgery a couple of months later from from the same (laughs) initial injury that was there, and my left knee is the one that's still more jacked up than the right knee at this point later in life. So, I mean, you know, a lot of things can initially appear to be a bone bruise, and then a little more down the road, you end up having, you know, I had a procedure called chondromalacia where they shaved down these dents that were under my kneecap, I had microfracture where they drill these holes into the bone in the huh. knee, trying to get more fluid to, to enter the joint. And, you know, I had a popliteus tendon. So I'd, hearing bone bruise and people kind of put the blanket uh, sort of, you know, diagnosis of bone bruise out there initially. It's because you, you hear the word bruise. Yeah. So you don't think much of it. In, in, right. In the and, and it can mean a lot of other things after you look deeper and deeper and get more and more testing on what's really going on inside that joint. So I, I feel for Lonzo Ball. Well, we definitely want to see Lonzo Ball back as soon as possible. But the Bulls, without Lonzo Ball, be facing Luka Doncic tomorrow. And you guys can hear that right here on 670 The Scores. Hey, there's Cassie. Oh, look at that. We're about to come on TV in a second. <laughs> uh, oh, would you look at that? Ah, the show, show's over. We're going to watch us on the TV. And, uh, all right. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron, right here at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Union Bar and Tinley Park on the other side. You heard the game. F. Mary Kill, 
I'm going to put a little spin on it. And <laughs> Sound like you already did. I think there was some self-editing going on right yeah, there. You know, I, I know how to do this thing up here. <laughs> uh, but we'll play that game with the receiver group for the Chicago Bears. What does that look like? We'll find out on the other side. Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron, right here on 670 The Score. We're back with more of the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Union Bar and Grill, 17821 80th Avenue in Tinley Park with Gabe Ramirez and Anthony Heron. Presented by Miller Lite, it's Miller Time on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans and always live on the free Odyssey app. Going to be talking about the wide receiver group for the Chicago Bears in just a second. Play a game, cut, start, kill. I'm going to tell you some names of uh, some wide receivers for the Bears, and you're going to tell me who you would cut, who you would keep on the team and start, and who you would just kill off completely. Like, playing in the league, got to be out of here. We'll do that in a second. But Do I have a moment to finish my chicken parm, sir? Absolutely. I'll okay. keep, trust me, I, 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 could, I could be long-winded, too. You know what? I mean, everybody who's walked up to us. Are you going to finish your parmesan? I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you want to make note, though, everybody who's walked up to us, in the commercial breaks, talking about the food here yes, and how great it is. It's one thing for the middle of life to be flowing. It's another thing for every time, whether it's something we've taken a bite of tonight or somebody else walking up here, they're not only talking about the booze, they're not only talking about the sports, the food that they're talking about, the Union yeah. Bar and Grill. I, I got to agree. I've sampled a good percentage of the menu yeah. with more on the, on the way, as you know, but very, very impressed with the grub here. It's funny because, you know, r- regular human beings or civilians, as you like to call them, we just eat regular food, you know, no big deal. And Heron, you know, being a former NFL athlete, Jesus, you eat a lot of food, bro. Got appetite, man. You know, yeah, I'm proud of you. I don't burn as many calories as I used to, but you know, try to try to keep it fit. Still try see to get a, shape, a little workout in. Yeah, do you I mean, work enough. Out? Do you work out during enough. the week? Like I, I do like old man workouts. I'm not. What does that I don't mean? Do, because I don't do a lot of pounding. Like I was just talking about all these knee surgeries, man. Right. I can't pound my joints in the way that I used to. So I don't do like wind sprints. I don't spend time on the treadmill. From a cardio perspective, just do low impact stuff, do the elliptical, ride the bike. Elliptical stuff on the knees though sometimes. It can be, it yeah. can be. I gotta I got be controlled right. with the elliptical. You know, I try to do intervals on the elliptical sometimes and my knees tell me to stop <laughs> after I get a little too down, 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 aggressive down, 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 down. with it. Yeah. So, so you're doing like circuit workouts and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, it just kind of depends on what I'm in the mood for. Oh, you know, sometimes okay. I don't do a whole lot of power lifting. I don't like working out at, at public like fitness centers right. anymore. I see a couple of guys in the house tonight that look like they would probably be what's your max guy. Yeah. What's your max guy okay. bothers me. So advice to everybody at the oh, Union yeah. Barn Grill and anybody listening at home. They're pointing at us, Ant. Do not, at oh, us there us. they are. Yeah, I, I know that guy. Thank God I'm not wearing the same thing that I was wearing earlier today. <laughs> that would, that would have been awkward, right? I had it that on. That would have been I, very oh, awkward. Right. That's a, that's, I got to be honest, that's a handsome guy right there. And that, then, yes, and, and look at the hairline. Look at the hairline. Always tight. Always, always got edged that's up. That's a nice sweater, too, man. Uh, now, that's not ugly Christmas sweater you got there on 532. No. Bears <laughs> Unleashed on right now. But uh, do not be what's your max guy. If you see a large individual, no matter how big his muscles are, I'm telling you, don't walk up to him at a health club and say, hey, bro, what's your max? Don't be that dude. That bothers all big people at fitness centers. You want to have a discussion about a workout regimen, about his fitness plan, what he's eating and drinking, whatever, that makes all the sense in the world. Walking up saying, what's your max? That's just very annoying to yeah. large individuals. So I would recommend that to everybody. Do not be what's your max. Yeah, guy. don't be that guy. And there's a there's a workout place right next door. I felt like I felt uncomfortable walking in here, <laughs> knowing that they, they were putting in work and we were going here to the bar. But look at this guy. That's a, that's another handsome guy right there. I gotta be honest, Ant. 
Today I was really feeling your fit on Bears Unleashed, yeah, man. Yeah, it's working. I, I really like the, the, the blue and the gray, right? So it's I, a good contrast. I really did, I, and, I, and it made me feel bad about the sweater that I was wearing. And I <laughs> Damn, I should have wore a blazer today. Of course, we're talking about Bears Unleashed. We're on Fox 32 right now. Uh, while at the same, this is like, you're right. We are in the, in the multiverse right now. We're in the right multiverse now. right now. I feel like somebody should be taking a picture right. of this, that we're not only live on 670 The Score, but we're also... Uh, Bears Unleashed right now, Fox 32, and, and that is happening you, you got at some the moment right there. You got some people at this table right here that di didn't really know what's going on, uh -huh. and, and the woman in the red looks so confused. <laughs> right. She's like, damn, wait, that looks like I them right there. I thought we were coming there. here for a Christmas party. How are they there <laughs> so, when they're also so here, funny. and then they should be like, uh, you know, singing holiday tunes right now or something like that. Uh, but you know what, speaking of Christmas, my here at Union Bar, they did a really good job of decorating this place. You I know mean, what? As crazy as it sounds, man, we've been here for hours. I have yet to, until you said that, I had not looked up and noticed all the holiday it's decorations. everywhere. I've been poked in the eyes a few times, so something about my field of vision is oh, diminished okay. over Fair what enough. it used to be. I didn't even realize, but yeah, they got tinsel, like they got bulbs, Santa hats, Christmas signs. They got all kinds of stuff. It is very, very festive at the Union Bar and Grill. It's always good to have a, a nice local bar in, in your town that you yeah. can go to and hang out on a Friday night. Again, it's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron here at Union Bar for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show, hanging out for like another half hour here. Uh, but Ant, I mentioned at the beginning, cut, start, kill, right? right. I'm going to tell you the name of three wide receivers for the Chicago Bears. None of them sounds names. really intense. It is. It does. Eh, not really. It's pretty lighthearted. I'm gonna have to take a sip of my Miller Lite oh, just to, to like get that. my mind right for this. Now I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not including Chase Claypool in this because the assumption there is I'm that I'm not allowed to kill Chase Claypool. <laughs> Please don't. Okay. We need him. All right. On the you're probably right. All right. So your three receivers, because there's there is a lot of uncertainty around the wide receiver group for the Chicago Bears. All right. Especially like not necessarily sure who's gonna be around for next season. So your three are Equinemia St. Brown. Byron Pringle and Dante Pettis. Mm -hmm. Cut, start, and kill off like you shouldn't mm. even be playing in the league anymore. What, what would you say for those three guys? All right, let's see. Cut, start, kill. I mean, I mean, cut and kill. That's man. That's I feel like that's really similar things there. But yeah, all right. Cut, start, kill. Dante Pettis, Equinemius St. Brown, and Byron and Pringle. Byron Pringle. All right. I guess I'm a. I'm going to cut Equinemius St. Brown. I'm going to start Dante Pettis. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry to Byron Pringle's family. <laughs> I am. Don't take it personal. <laughs> you know? Okay. So, so why? <laughs> all, the, all the dearly departed who, who've been, who Byron Pringle will be missed by. The one um, I'm most surprised about is, is uh, your start. St. Brown? Yeah, no, no, oh, no, start Dante Pettis? Yeah. Of the three, why, why would you say that'd be the guy you'd keep on the roster and, I believe and start him? Between Equinemius St. Brown and Dante Pettis, Pettis is at least, both have had drops this season. Dante Pettis has what I call more quiet hands. You know, a receiver where when a quarterback throws the football, is comfortable going outside his catch radius, like away from his cage, away from his frame a little bit, and catching the ball cleanly with his hands, he's at least willing and able to do that. It doesn't always actually maintain possession in his hands, but he's willing to show the confidence to extend his hands away from his body. So you get that as a wide receiver. He, he's a guy who you can also use as an extension of the run game with jet sweeps and whatnot. He's not the blocker that Equinemius St. Brown is, but a willing stock blocker on the outside. But then you also get the special teams element there as well. It has been necessary this season where Valus Jones 
was thrust into that role as soon as he was healthy and capable early in the year. Fielding punts, far more difficult than fielding kickoffs, and so they've been able to put Bayless Jones back in the lineup returning kickoffs. There's a reason they haven't put Bayless Jones back fielding punts again because it is, you know, like I said, I'm outside my field of vision, even looking up at the ceiling here at the <laughs> Union Bar and Grill, I didn't even recognize all the Christmas decorations up top. To look over your head at a, at a football that's traveling in the wind with various, you know, kind of sight elements of, of sunlight and, and, and lights in the stadium and, and gloom and everything else, that can really throw off. It can disorient punt returners in a way that that's why you see punts, especially just with the tracking the ball in flight, the way it travels in the air, it looks like going one direction and then rapidly transitions in the other because of the flight path of the ball. It's tough to accurately and adequately field punts in the NFL. And Dante Pettis, he at least gives you that at a competent level and occasionally will create some extra field position for you as a returner as well. So you get the, the, you get the more competent receiver between he and St. Brown while also having the special teams element as well. Yeah, I, I look at that, and I mean, that's a great point. And then I think to myself, Baylor Jones Jr. comes up in that when I'm thinking about who I'm keeping and who I'm getting rid of mm -hmm. and in, in, in regards to that specific argument about returning punts. So for me, I am cutting Dante Pettis. Okay. I All just right. feel, I don't know, something about him. I feel like he doesn't have that killer mentality. Who dies, Gabe? Who dies? I, I, I didn't want to kill anybody else. Who so, dies, Gabe? So I wanted to be consistent. I had the killer man. Fiber Pringle. Okay. All right. Only right. because he just got here. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't really know you like that. I have no investment into your success uh, here. May the good Lord rest you and right. keep you. But I'm, I'm starting Equinemia St. Brown. I, I mean, he also, to me, doesn't have that killer instinct, killer mentality. Okay. The, at, at the level that I would want. I'm sure he does. Not like you, who's willing to just off a guy. I have Live on the radio. Byron Pringle, Baba, if I saw you in the dark alley, <laughs> it'd be problems for you. But Equinemius, I don't know. Something about him. I, I mentioned to you before. I, I think he's been the most consistent receiver for Justin Fields this season, but I also feel like he's extremely coachable. He wants to do whatever's asked of him, and the moment, I don't think it's too big for him. I think he'd, he'd like to be in there. Something about Dante Pettis, like deer in headlights for me, he's kind of that guy. And Byron Pringle, I just wish he would have been available for the Bears more yeah, this entire agree. season. So that way I could have seen So that's the only reason I kill him off. I'm just like, Papa, you haven't been here anyway. So you could just, you know, head off to the side. He's got a month to save himself. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. You got four games. Yeah, and you got a little, you got a little bit, of, a bit of opportunity to do that. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron uh, here on 670 to school. We're about to take a break. I'm going to watch the rest of Bears Unleashed while um, I'm sitting around here because I think that seems important. But on the way back. Man, we look good. I gotta be honest, man. Not, <laughs> my, my makeup is phenomenal today. Uh, but I think we keep it light on the other side, and we talk about holidays. All about it. December. Oh yeah. Uh, what are we gonna be it's doing? The holiday season. And maybe get a, a nice little uh, Christmas tune from Anthony Heron. We'll do that on the other side. It's Gabriel Ramirez oh, yeah. and Heron at the Middle Light Top Draft. Serenade all these people in here. <laughs> here at the Union Bar in Tinley Park. We'll be back after this at 6:70 to score. We're back with more of the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Union Bar and Grill, 17821 80th Avenue in Tinley Park with Gabe Ramirez and Anthony Heron. Presented by Miller Lite, it's Miller Time on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans and always live on the free Odyssey app. Got about 10 minutes left here before we say goodbye. You feel like Santa Claus right now? 
because we gave away the I mean, you're cooler. out here just giving stuff away, just bestowing things upon people. I got to be honest, I'm sweating. Puerto Rican Santa. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Christmas is huge in Puerto Rico. Is it? A lot of a lot of Christmas caroling. I've never been to Puerto Rico for Christmas specifically. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's intense over there, man. But they they, yeah. they, they do it big. They they have this um, in Puerto Rico. They have this like you know those punch buggies, the Volkswagen punch buggies. Oh, okay. You yeah, know, I know little, the Beatles, the Volkswagen Beatles. I got you. Yep. So what, what ends up happening is they have this like huge like parade of Volkswagen Beetles that are lit up. They got lights on them the whole nine. And they just go around to different towns and that's actually pretty cool, man. What are what are some things that you did or do in your household for Christmas? Man? So our big tradition in my house for Christmas is to decorate really late. Uh, I, I'm calling it a tradition just because it's really laziness on my part. I was like, uh. Yeah, we're, we're still not at the point where we got any decorations up in the house yet. Now this weekend, because like I referenced earlier, normally I'm very busy on weekends in the football season, normally flying somewhere, driving somewhere, do college on Saturdays, and, or, you know, Bears on Fridays, college on Saturday, Bears on Sunday. Now I get back, then you kind of get back into prep work for the, for the following week of football action. But this weekend, since the regular season in college football is over, Bears have a bye week. This is going to be the weekend Smart. to decorate. This is going to be the weekend where we get the tree up, we get the tinsel up, get the bulbs going, get the lights strung and everything else. But because we tend to decorate a little bit later than yeah. a lot of folks, we're getting kind of deep into December to not have any decorations up. We're going to put the stockings on the fireplace and all that. But then we leave them up until like mid-February. <laughs> Like, if you came into our house February 1st, you would still think it's Christmas you're, Eve. You're that guy. That's how we get down. Yeah. I drive by your house, and I'm like, look at these people. Why is it still like Why the Griswold still... family Christmas up there? Why is it still looking like it's the holiday season when Makes it's sense. almost springtime? <laughs> Makes yeah. sense. Uh, how, how about when it comes to gift giving, Ant? Are you a thoughtful gift giver, or are you kind of like a gift card giver? I, I'm Anta Claus. I'm, uh, now, I, I will... Did you say an anti-Claus? An Anta-Claus. Anta oh, Anta-Claus, okay. Yes, yes, just drop the S. Um, okay. No, I'm, you know, I'm definitely willing to spend on Christmas. I don't need... I, I'm not one of the dads that's like, oh, well, you don't got to get me anything. I'm really hoping you get me the awesome gift. Yeah. I truly don't. couldn't care less <laughs> about what you get. Like, I'll accept it, but I'm very awkward about accepting things yeah. from people, too. So just, you know, I, I do what I can. My fake smile, I've been working at, like, the fake smile you're seeing on Fox 32 when I'm back on the camera. I've been working on that for years. Huh. But it takes me effort to, huh. to look that good and smile that fake at the same time. It, it, it's just not something that's ever come naturally to me. Yeah. So for me, when I receive, it can be a great gift and I can enjoy it. But I'm just kind of awkward when I receive it. So, I mean, I don't mind getting gifts, but I never have a checklist of things that I say, Here's all the stuff you can get me for Christmas. I've yeah. never been good at that. Are, are you at least good? Like, can you tell the wife, here's what I'd love this year? I, I don't like telling people what I want for Christmas. I'm more like, a, man, I really hope that you love me enough to know me. <laughs> and have you know a how much gauge. pressure it sounds like that puts on people? That, what do you mean? That's literally <laughs> Christmas for everyone. People should go out and just buy stuff for people. That's how that, But You I, should know me well enough. Yeah. You should know if you really love you should, me. You should not you have should to tell know people what, I like. what you want for you Christmas. You should know my wants and my needs. That is... You should not. That's that's not Christmas. That's not that's not gift giving. If you have to go tell someone like, here's what I want for Christmas. That's not a gift. That's not a real gift. A gift is something you think about someone. You think about what they want. 
And the reason I say that is because I'm a real good gift giver. Ah, okay. And it's, it's a gift you and a curse, standards. though. It's a gift and a curse, though. Yeah. Because then yeah. everyone's asking you what you should get. <laughs> like, my, my brother hit me up and be like, what should I get mom? What? I, I, I'm <laughs> racking my brain of what to get mom. Like, why do I got to tell Literally you? Literally driving down here, I was on the phone with my mom. Like, what should I get you for Christmas? See? What do you want? I'm like floating ideas. She's like, nope, don't want that. Uh-uh, not interested. Well, I, tell, I asked my mom today because she hit me up and she's like, hey, son. What do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, you know what? Just get the kids something. Don't please don't buy me nothing. Uh, I was like, I'm good. I'm grown because my parents have been buying me gifts since you know since I was been born, right? right so, yeah. And I felt like you know I'm so old right now, but they still Real. like the thing is this. I'm the I'm the guy that like I'll go hang out with my friends after Christmas, and they'll be like, oh, you know, what, what'd you get? And now I have like a laundry list of things that okay. my parents got. And then they'll be like, oh, my mom didn't give me anything. I'm too old. <laughs> and so I feel bad in those moments. Yeah, so I'm like, right. can we please stop giving? I make enough money. I was like, I do not need anything. But my mom sure as hell. And I was like, so I, I, I'll literally, I know she's sleeping, so she doesn't care. So I, I literally, t I was literally texting her. I want to read exactly what she said. Oh, I thought you were about to text her right no, now. No, you're going to read one of her earlier texts. I go, I go, Nicole and I would prefer just, uh, you just buy the girls gifts. We don't need anything. But let us know what you want, turkey. Mm. And she said, not try again. <laughs> my, mom's, my mom is not here for that. We're a big gift giving family. So okay. Maybe, that, maybe that's where it comes from, you know? Could be that. Because yeah. it's like, I don't know. I just, again, I, 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 I know what it's like to, because to, the best gift, right, is one that. All I want. So you and your wife, you need to, when she asks you next time, she'll be like, all I want for Christmas is, is you. you. Yeah. My wife and I, we don't exchange Christmas gifts, we don't exchange birthday gifts. And it's simply because. We don't want to feel the pressure of having to buy the other person a gift. You just talked about what an amazing gift buyer yeah, you are. Yeah, to other people, like my mom and my brothers and my, because of my family. But my wife, she's like, don't buy me anything. And I'm like, ooh, perfect. <laughs> I, I don't want to, don't buy me anything either. And then it just kind of works out that way. So we buy, we buy like our kids. So are you done with your Christmas shopping? I haven't even started. Okay, all right. I, I respect that. Anything. I, I mean, used, the way you looked at me when I said I hadn't decorated yet, though, like I had three well, heads. Well, because... I felt, I felt really judged in that moment. Watch this. I thought this was a Union, safe space. Union Bar. I got a question. Union Bar. If you've decorated your house in Christmas stuff, make some noise real quick. If, you have, if you have nothing up in your house, make some noise real quick. Yeah, there we go. One guy. Me and Tattoo Guy. One guy. Me and Tattoo Guy <laughs> are kindred spirits right here. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad know. I got one on board. Okay. I'm going to decorate. Just haven't gotten As around to it yet. And, yeah. and what are you thinking about... Uh, for, for your son, is it like a, you get oh, one big gift, one please. small gift, or is it like the whole living room is filled See, with stuff? The issue is, we got one kid, and so just everybody just showers him yeah. with gifts. Makes and so, sense. of course, I'm worried about him being spoiled. I mean, I'm going to get him stuff. Of course. Okay, but wait, I'm in no wait, rush. Wait, wait. This, is a, this is a great conversation, because my wife and I argue over this a lot. When it comes to the kid... Are you and your wife buying stuff individually for him? Or are you guys discussing what to buy as a uh, unit? No, my wife pretty much informs me what's, what's on the list, and she handles it. That's how I, I mean, I'll, I'll float some I ideas. Like I'll float some ideas, but no, she pretty much handles and it. And I'll come home, there'll be boxes, and I'll see all these gifts, and I'm like, bro, why aren't you talking to me about these gifts? Like, I want to get things for my kids, too. Like, you can't just, but my wife is a little controlling, and she might just. Well, and see, the thing me. is, so I don't discuss with her what I buy. So then she's got her list of stuff, and she's provided lists to other people to get. Right. And then I'll just be like, well, I'm at the store anyway. Let me grab this. Let me grab that. Let me grab it. And I walk in the door with it. 
And then she basically does me like that dude did Baker Mayfield. She slaps the boxes uh, out of my hand like, takes, what are you doing? And takes, and takes your money like, out of your We mind. already got that. I already told my mom to get him that. He doesn't need that. He's already got two of those. So I do kind of throw off the vibe a little bit because yeah. I just kind of go freelance every once in a while when I don't consult her. Oh, man. Well, we got a lot of time to put up decorations, buy gifts, and so much more. It's a big weekend. But it's been a lot of fun here at Union Bar, man. We want to thank our guests, Cody Decker, Eric Edholm, Ricky O'Donnell for hanging out with us today. Got to thank Rich Wyatt, our engineer on site, holding us down. Got to thank oh, our promo site. team members, Darren, Brandon. Give a big round of applause to our promo team real quick for holding That's us right. down. Got to thank the Union Bar down. staff, Alyssa, Kristen, Ashley, Sam, Sam, Lexi, Connor, Zach, Brian. Connor. Appreciate everybody Brian? holding Brian us at? down. Appreciate you, Brian. Um, we're going to take a break and watch the rest of our show. I think that's what we should do for it's the last great couple idea. minutes. All right, for Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron, and the Miller Lite Top Draft Show, guys, thank you so much for having us. Mi gente, my people. For Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron, hasta la próxima. Until next time, this has been Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Thanks for listening to the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Union Bar and Grill, 17821 80th Avenue in Tinley Park. Presented by Miller Lite, it's Miller Time on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. 
Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.